Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone as always. Ty, US, UFC Vegas 87. It's been a lot of these motherfuckers, man. A lot of these motherfuckers. And I dropped a motherfucker 30 seconds into the pod. Shout out to everybody out there who had the under. But uh, we're going to try and make some money back, Ty. We had a rough, I think I lost eight or se- seven or eight units last week, and I think you did something similar. The only thing that saved you as well was the Rosas Jr. fight got canceled. So, yeah. And it looks like it's not going to happen this week. Good, uh, good Another good win. For pretty Ricky Tercios to uh, just you know kind of skate by and uh, what's going on with uh, Rosas Jr. Man, he turned it down at one forty five this week, which is pretty wild. I don't like maybe he's got still got the sniffles. I'm not sure, but yeah, the wake up must be brutal or something. I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know what's going on there. A lot of people are starting to turn on Mister uh, Nina Problema, so we'll have to uh, keep an eye on that, keep track of that. We have, is there any boxing this weekend? I think we'll have a little bit of boxing talk at the end. Like we always do just in general. Oh, I, Serrano. I have some comments that I have to make about boxing as well. Yeah. Oh, I see, that's crazy how all of his fights now, just like, I never know when they're actually happening. Did you he's, see him? Uh, he's in a co-main against this Ryan Borland fella. Um, sure <laughs> this guy, like, with that guy. <laughs> he doesn't really, um, I don't know, he's an interesting fella, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. He hasn't fought in two years. He's, like, uh, from middle of nowhere, California. He kind of doesn't really talk. His nickname's The Rhino, and he said he was going to take Jake Paul into the deep waters and drown him. And Jake Paul said something how rhinos are amphibious or aren't. I don't know. It was uh, – I forget what exactly he said, but it was um, – that was, like, the, the presser, the big press conference thing. So, And he's the co-main event to Amanda Serrano, so that's yeah. kind of interesting. What's um, a good move like by him? The, yeah, I don't know if there's any big prospects on this card. Sometimes there are. There's a there's a 108 fight title fight, but 108. I don't think we know any of those. That's yeah. wild, dude. Light flyweight, if you will. Yeah, uh, I never know anything that's going on with the, any of these Jake Paul fights anymore, unless he's fighting somebody that I've heard of. At least uh, that's the thing about when he was fighting the MMA guys. At least I'd heard of some of these guys that he was fighting. This guy's at least 17 and two. Yeah, and it's like um, no so one, no one cool. will give him any credit, even though like this guy's probably like one of the higher level boxing guys that he's fought. It's you know, no one's really yeah. gonna give him any credit. But we need we'll to see. bounce back here, Ty. This is a this is a huge <laughs> week for us on the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, and what a bad time for it to be a huge week because this is a awful, awful card. Eleven fights, I believe you said right. Uh, I think that's yep. the correct number. Uh, it was supposed to be twelve, like we said, but we are not gonna get that. Uh, Tercios fight that we were kind of hoping on that Raul Rosas was sick last week, got canceled. So this week, UFC Vegas 87, Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Shamil Gaziev in the main event. Excuse me, five five-minute rounds. This is a disgusting, disgusting main event. But this is probably the best odds you're going to get on the entire card. Uh, almost, other than... You know, a few exceptions. This a lot of these fights, ladies and gentlemen, are lopsided lines. You know, minus four hundred, minus twelve hundred in the case of Umar Nurmagomedov, minus nine hundred, one thousand for Ludovic Klein. <laughs> That's also a, a worth mentioning. But yeah, Couple listen. Late notice fights also. Yeah, no. I listen. We got Jarzinho at plus one forty. You can get him as high as, and then uh, with Shamil. You can get minus 160, 170. So I think right away, Ty, we, we kind of discussed it on last the end of last week's episode, or la, not even last week, I think it was a couple of days ago, that this fight seems like Shamil's going to have more ways to win it than Jarzinho will. And, uh, of course, Jarzinho is always, he always has that capability or that power to kind of knock a guy out and put him out, but it has it, it seems like he's been on quite a cold spell when it comes to that, and it's not like Chris Dawkins, I don't count that. I'm sorry, uh, Augusto Sakai. I'm sorry. I just some of these guys that he has knocked out. It, it seems like it has just you know it's been a while since that Alistar Overeem knockout and the you know I, honestly 
the more you look at at his career, and I don't, I hate to do that, but like, it seems like a lot of this could be fraudulent, you know, like, and it seems like he has been fraud checked throughout the last four to five years, and uh, I mean, he's lost, win, loss, loss, win, loss, win, and you know, those, like I said, those wins coming against Junior Dos Santos, but again, in the same token, the people he's losing to are not bumps, you know, he's losing to Francis Ngannou, he's losing to Cyril Gunn, he's losing to Curtis Blades, Volkov, Almeida, you know, that's a lot of losses I just named, those are the five losses he has on his record, Gaziev has just made his, or Gaziev, I'm not sh- I'm not sure, but so before, I, it's, it seems like it should be Gaziev. Is it Gaziev? Alright, well, I'm, I'm good with either one, y'all let me know what, what you want to <laughs> go with, but this gentleman... I, who, where does he fight out of? I know he says he's from Dagestan. Bahrain. Bahrain. Okay, so that's that's new, and he's he's gonna put Bahrain, uh, Bahrainian MMA on the map. I, I remember him uh, saying after he destroyed Greg Velasco in the first <laughs> round of the Contender Series fight, him. he bounced back and then he destroyed Martin Boudet. I mean, he beat the fuck out of Martin Boudet, and I yeah. was shocked that Martin Boudet had only had one loss before that. So. That's a good bidet guy. Yeah, that well, yeah, but I love the bidet. So uh <laughs> that was a good win for him. And I think Ty, the thing is he's shown that he can really mix it. he has the grappling, he has the like power striking. He is a large guy, big fist. I mean, that's just kind of what's with the heavyweight game, but Ty, I think I think I'm gonna go probably uh Gaziev, but uh, I think the TKO I don't know if the TKO is the number or if the submission is the move. But uh, that, that I, I'm I'm just on the Gaziev uh, bandwagon here. Yeah, I think he has three subs, all rear naked choke. I feel like most of them are by club and sub. He knocked down Velasco and then was able to get the choke. Yeah, um, beat the shit, beat the brakes off of Darko Stosic uh, before he got to the UFC. This is another guy who came from Brave CF. It's where Ilya Taporia started from. Uh, he was also in Ari's FC, where a lot of French fighters uh, come from. He was also in BFC. Which I believe is in uh, like Belarus or um, Belarus somewhere, somewhere in that area. I think I think it's I think BFC is Belarusian Fight Championship. I think so. He's kind of been a uh, you know around a little bit. He's he's seemingly seemingly fought some decent opponents. Uh, the kid Kirill Kornilov, he beat him by split. That dude's pretty good. I think that was his only loss. And um, I just think yeah, like you said, Jarzinho's Probably just he's been figured out. He's he's a little short. He swings hard. He hits hard. Obviously, he has really good power. Uh, he's a proven vet. There's good leg kicks. Other than that, multiple yeah. main events. Um, technical counter striker. Legit power. Uh, strength schedule's been awesome. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, his, his last couple wins have been Chris Dawkins, who is now, I believe, uh, grappling <laughs> in the police force. Yeah, I think he's yeah, bad. in the police force <laughs> grappling. He's hunting down bad guys in the streets of uh, Kensington. Um, Augusto, Augusto Sakai in 2021, Junior Do, Junior Dos Santos, who was like, hold you on, know. I just pictured Chris Chris Dawkins beating up like a fucking junkie in, in Kensington, getting all them wins back. <laughs> yeah, ground and pound TKO one. <laughs> um, but yeah, before that, Junior Dos Santos, he was cooked. I'll start over him. He won at the very last second of a fight. He was losing. Um. Alan Crowder, Junior Albini, your guys. I don't know, man. He does have the power, and he has been there before. If it gets extended, I think maybe he has an advantage here, but it's not like he's some cardio monster. I think he's probably – I don't see him really being able to stop Gaziev from taking him down. Uh, Gaziev is very sloppy, swings hard. I don't really know what his cardio is like, if he even has any cardio. But I can't imagine he does. He, yeah, I can't imagine it, it'll matter. Also, I think okay. – um, I think it's going to be a quick fight, but it, it's I don't I don't really know. It's a weird weird fight. We I, we around here hate heavyweight main events. Yeah, it makes me want to go Gaziev TKO plus one thirty. So yeah, give me uh give me Gaziev TKO plus one thirty. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with that. Gaziev TKO. Let me see what I can get you number wise. I think that's probably the number. The uh, uh wow, there's one that's plus one eighty eight here on Bet Rivers. Oh, oh wow! There's multi- wow. You can get plus one eighty five on Fanduel right now for that's wow. That's pretty wild. So, may- ladies and gentlemen, the second you listen to this, if that's what you want, you need to hop on that because that might not be the way it is on Saturday uh, afternoon. So, listen, I think I'm willing to live with uh, losing the the submission bet here. 
Because I think the inside the distance isn't going to pay much, and I think we need to make some money back. So I think I'm going to roll with you. Awesome. I, I, yeah, I don't. I just don't see uh, Rosenstruck getting like. I mean, I could see him getting taken down and, and like grappled, but I could also see him just kind of covering up and just let, yeah. letting the TKO happen. He's coming off a loss where he got choked out. So. Yeah. So I imagine he's probably going to be very scared of that. I don't know. I really do think that the safe bet, if you're being smart about this, and I'm not, but I think inside the distance, it's minus 150 right now. I think that's the best move, but I, I kind of want to take I do want to take that. I'm going to take that. I, I, need, I, I need to stop trying to hit home runs, and I just need to hit a couple singles, yeah. you know? I think it's a good bet for you, though. I'm just, you know, you 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 mentioned in that Greg Velasco fight is what is in the back of my mind because I remember that night having Gazi of TKO and he him knocking him out and and Velasco's <laughs> flailing all around the octagon and then he just gets subbed at the end and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm pretty sure that's the same night. Well, maybe it's not, but one of the same nights that that uh. No, it's not. It's not the same night. But that when that other gentleman who just lost recently, the the wrestler, uh, got his first submission victory. I don't remember that. Yeah, guy's Thomas name. Peterson. Yes, there you go. That fucking bum. But uh, <laughs> no, that was Gazia was the same night as uh, our boy Kanan Krushevsky. Oh wow, uh, he got that right. rear naked choke over Dylan Mantel. Dylan Mantello, I believe, is fighting. No, yeah, he just won, he just won in the regional scene. So anyway, how about it? Gaziev inside the distance or TKO. That is the play here from the Let's Shoulder go. Strikes MMA podcast. I would not be surprised if he got caught and Jarzino got a got a TKO on his record just because No, not at all. Kind of kind of a huge step up from, you know, Greg Velasco, Martin Budai to somebody who's been in there with fucking uh, look who was Rosenstrick fight? He's fought seven five in the UFC, he's fought Blades, Volkov, Almeida, Dawkins, Sakai, Gone, Junior, uh, Francis. So many guys uh, who fought for championships. I mean, even, Vareem and Orlovsky. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think he might – the problem is I think he's just – he's a little older. Not that um, Gaziev is young. He's 34, which I guess is kind of young for heavyweight. But um, but the wear and tear on, on Rosenstruck is a little bit there. I mean, Gaziev yeah. kind of just like stopped fighting for a while and then decided to fight again. This guy has been yeah. fighting the whole time and, and in the kickboxing world before that, so – yeah, a lot more miles on Mister Jarzinho's tires as opposed to Gaziev. So we move on to the co-main event, ladies and gentlemen. Vitor Petrino, ten and zero against Tyson Pedro, ten and four. I think we have Petrino being the favorite here, right? I mean, that would be the move. Minus three hundred to Tyson Pedro's plus two sixty tie. Uh, listen, Petrino, the last time out there, it was it was a little shady. It was all right. Uh no, I'm sorry. I have him mixed up with the other gentleman, I believe. Or was it with it? Was he? Was he? He wasn't the fight where uh he was the the absolute dog shit was getting beat out of him, and then he came back and won no. in the second round, right? Who was that? Who was the the Brazilian gentleman who like fought back? Uh, and I don't remember who dude, was it, he. It, just uh, one of them just fought recently. It wasn't against. It was it against Ihor or was it? It was Ihor. Yeah, he just fought Ihor. It was what's his name? It was uh, Bellato. Sorry, that, yeah. uh, that that was one of the wildest fights I've ever seen. That man was getting his head bounced off the canvas. Petrino is more of just like he. If you look at his topology picture, guys built like a Greek god. Petrino beat um, Bellato twice by devastating fashion. If oh you remember. my god, that's right on the Contender series. Oh, one of the Contender funny. series on once before that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, all right now. <laughs> you know, listen, uh, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of these fighters, they just, they all kind of mix match together, especially if you, too many of them. if you haven't Way fought many that many times in the UFC. I'm like, wait, what's this guy? And I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right. There's too many. This then it all comes back. He, he has the triangle choke. I mean, this guy, this guy, I, I, from what I recall, is I, I'm very high on him. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it after I just had to be reminded <laughs> no, no, who he was, sure. but I like this guy's game, especially the knockout. Of Modestus Bukaki. Modestus. Uh, yeah. Throw kicks, Modestus. Yeah, we are a huge fan that of man, Modestus on this pod. That man who screamed that Will Curry will be fighting, I believe, this weekend. So wow. Keep, or not this weekend, the next will Curry's Cage Warriors. Will fucking fighter, dude. Yeah, Drago. Good. He's at the next uh, event. It's going to be March 30th at Cage Warriors 169. Um, <laughs> Jordan Vucenich is going to be on that card. He's one of the best year, uh, Eng uh, English prospects. Uh, well, there's an Irish fella, I think, somewhere on this card, but I could be wrong. 
Um, Tyson Pedro, last time he fought, he beat the Pleasure Man, Turkali. Uh, which I forgot that he even existed, to be honest. <laughs> that, uh, he, he's fighting... I'm sorry. He's fighting Ibu Aslan, the last Ottoman. Yeah. Uh, that guy's going to fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to know anything about him. Blanchfield for... Oh, of course, that's the AC card. Yeah, okay. I mean, they loaded this thing with 14 fucking car- fights, and I don't think I, I want to see more than two of them. I think you'll be there. I, it's still possible. I, I, I'm still considering. I mean, unless the tickets are still three hundred dollars, and I'm not going. It's. I have a nice TV in my house. I could just watch them there. Uh, so, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Petrino in some sort of fashion here. I just don't know what I what I really like. If I can get inside the distance at a reasonable price, minus one ten. It seems like Pedro is kind of kill or be killed, uh, but also he he has no problem. Just getting eliminated. So he's got, well, I, I guess he's got two decision losses. So that's also a possibility. He's got five KO wins, five submission wins, and one KO loss and submission each. One coming from Shogun in 2018, which that, that was. And Ovin St. Peru straight arm locked him in 2018 as well. So it was a rough year for Mr. Pedro. <laughs> he took, what, four years off after that Shogun yeah. fight? Fought Hurricane Ike. That's the problem, though. When he came back, the level of competition was not exactly. Harry Hunsucker. Yeah, Harry Hunsucker. Shout out. He's a patron saint of the pod. Seven and six now. Just took a win in a, in a grappling match. You got a Kimura off. Shit, dude. Good for Harry getting back on the fucking winning bandwagon. So, listen, I think Tyson Pedro is going to get eliminated here somehow, some way. Thing is, Petrino, he's not exact. I mean, he's got one submission on his record, and that was the Prochnio arm triangle. So, Ty, Ty should I just go TKO and, and just not not be a coward about um, it? I'm not sure. I mean, the the problem I have is I, I don't know what what Pedro is going to look like after one round, after one and a half rounds. Mm-hmm. Like usually, he just wilts. The Bukowskis fight, he just he couldn't keep up. Nope. The Shogun fight, he wilted in the third. Um, Saint Proof fight was quick, but. Literally, Latifi was able to take him down with ease in that fight and kind of just controlled him. Yeah, he's not. He's just. He's got good power. He's got good low kicks, but the volume's not there. The cardio's not there. He's he's probably cooked after five minutes. Honestly, if you can't get this quick knockout, the problem is Petrino is like an athletic freak, a physical specimen. Um, just can't kind of teach the things that he has, and nah. he can wrestle now. I guess. Yeah, and he's only twenty six. He's a pretty scary fella. He's a good minute winner. He's a good round winner. I uh, yeah, I like Vitor Petrino a lot. Um, trying to bring up, I have like seventy-seven tabs open, so ninety-two actually. Um, That's insane. Yeah, I'm gonna close like five of them soon. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that should that should. <laughs> <laughs> even against uh, Turkali, he got seven takedowns. I know he also got taken down, but that was his second fight, his first in the UFC, and kind of a weird matchup. The Prochino fight, he was kind of getting outstruck. Um, yeah, we, I, I want to see what kind of jump he makes. I don't really have a good read for this fight. I kind of want to take the under, but maybe I can see it going going long. I, again, I don't I don't have anything just because I don't have a big read on it, but I, I am excited to see what happens. It could be fireworks. They're both tall. They're both long. I think Pedro has the reach advantage here slightly, but I don't know, man. If Pedro is going backwards, I don't I don't think he's uh, – I think he's probably fucked. And if it goes past one, one and a half rounds, I think he also – it's probably fucked, so. Now, it's starting to really get clear here, Ty, because I remember the Prochnio fight the night of Volk Rodriguez, and he was, like, he kind of went to the wrestling because the striking wasn't, ex- like, not that it wasn't going his way, but but he just saw the easy way to win this fight, and he started taking him down, and then he started, like, it wasn't easy early on, and then he made it easy as, as the time went on. I could, like... Like you mentioned, you know, Pedro does gas out. I could see these takedowns becoming easy as the fight goes on, and some sort of submission happening later on in the fight. So I'm going to go Petrino inside a distance. Minus 110. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to bet a, you know, what? how many subs does he have, though? Right? Then I just need. He has just that one. He just has the one. What's the difference with the TKO? I have to. Uh, let me, let's do a little uh, math here. <laughs> Petrino plus, plus 185 oh, no, for TKO. That's a big difference. I'm gonna go. Um, no, I'm gonna stay one inside the distance. Chip away. Hashtag chip away. That's that's what. That's Tiger what Woods for the green. Yeah, chip away. new mentality here on the podcast. Chip away. <laughs> we must chip away at our L's to get back to W's, and then next week we'll we'll lower the boom. 
on O'Malley money line, O'Malley TKO, O'Malley inside the distance. Anything I can do. Vera round five sub. Dude. Next week's going to be rough. I'm, I think I'm going to be out in public watching that. It's going to be yeah, – it'll be tough if Cheeto just <laughs> – That's going to be scary. That will be a tough, tough road. Uh, how about Alex Perez getting in there, the, the pull-out king? I, I, I mean, this guy, he's never going to have a child the way this the, man – The anti-Cromartie. Yeah, <laughs> this guy is just leaving it out, leaving it in, and then leaving it out. Uh, <laughs> it, what, when's the last time he fought Pantoja in 2022? He got rear naked choke. That was the Pena Nunez two card. That was that is an ugly, before that ugly was against Figueredo. Yeah, which they headlined. Yeah, uh, that event on a pay per view, which I thought was kind of a. Uh, that was the one where they had um, Roy Val and Moreno fought uh, earlier in the night. I'm pretty sure. That and, was the night Figueredo was supposed to fight Cody Garbrandt originally, and Cody G tore his bicep. If you remember, oh correctly. my god, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Robbie Lawler, Mike Perry was just that. And that card was a. Uh, was a disaster. Yeah, it was Moreno Royval in the prelims. Paul Craig, Shogun. Yeah, that card was this was a pay per view. Yeah, this was a pay per view. Valentina Shevchenko lost the first. Jeff Maya took a round yeah. from uh, Val and everyone's like, Oh my god. That she just that was, the highlight of the that was that was the beginning of the end. You could honestly look back and be like, Well, you know, things were starting to look left there for Miss <laughs> Shevchenko. Uh how about Mukayev? He's fighting out I didn't even mention Mohammed Mukayev, who is the favorite, big favorite in this. Minus three fifty to Alex Perez is plus 290. I think this uh, these odds are appropriate. You just Alex Perez is really you never know what you're going to get with him. He it, he still I, might not show up. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't like how inactive he's been of recent. I mean, before this he was fighting quite often, but then once he got that like title shot, it was like, "Ah, you know, I'm good." And then he pulled out like five different times or he I, I don't know if it's just him pulling out. Is, is like he is he the only one that's I mean, Schnell pulled out of a couple of those fights. He pulled out of one, you know, like he per- missed the fact that ten of his ten of his last twelve booked fights fell apart is kind of wild. It is like, insane. Perez medical issue. Perez medical yeah. issue. You know, like <laughs> Kai Car France injury. So I guess it's not all his fault, but Perez withdrew from the Albazi fight. Smart. That was smart. Uh, so listen, Mukayev. He's got all the strength and power behind him. All the momentum. He's coming off of a triangle choke of Tim Elliott. Made it kind of look easy. Uh, he, I, I think Losing I had... that fight, though, wasn't he? I, I'm pretty... I don't know. I don't know. On the scorecards. Was he I really? Thought, I thought two of the, I thought he was down 2 nothing on two really? of the judges' scorecards. But I could be... I feel like I... Did I make that up? You might, I might have I made know. that up. Maybe. Who knows? But I, I do remember... <laughs> I, check. I do remember that being kind of like a, I had decision bet and it kind of like just fell apart at the end. Maybe I had Tim Elliott. I'm not sure. But he's 10-0 either way, and this is not really a huge step up, but this is kind of the next level for Muhammad Mukayev. So I guess let's, the next step would be here for us to look at the odds and uh, some of these inside-the-distance props or things of that nature. Mukayev is plus 120 inside the distance. His submission is plus 150, and his TKO is plus 800. You can get it as high as 1150 on some websites. FanDuel's really just giving out these odds this week. I don't know. That seems like the, the website to use. But, yeah. Ty, I, I'll let you lead this off and let me tell me what you like here or if you like anything in this. In this uh, yeah, so he was down to, uh, to 2018 on two of the scorecards going into the third against Tim Elliott. But he does have three straight late round three subs. So maybe that's just kind of like his, his thing. Um, I think he shows a lot of holes at times, Mikhaev does. Um, but I do like him overall from a overall, you know, prospect standpoint. I think he, I mean, dude, yeah, like, I it, hate him, it, but he's a good prospect. Was it an, he, yeah, he's a, he's a bit, he's a bit much. He's crazy. He's, he's weird. He's, he's angry. He seems to be angry at the world, which, Hey, uh, I'm right there with Join you, the buddy. Club. <laughs> um, uh, he, he won't tap. He seems to not, he seems to be tough to kill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. was it it was Jafel Filo or was it? Um, yes. Uh, no, Malcolm that, Gordon was the one that like ripped his ACL out. His, his yeah. yeah, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm not tapping." Like that's that's wild. Um, yeah, if you look at his like strike totals, it's it's not great. Some of his stats aren't great, but I don't know, man. I I think his wrestling grappling mix is pretty good. I just think he's, he's it's a bit lazy at times. Sometimes he gets reversed or put in something. Yep. Uh, I feel like he's left a lot to be desired. Or for some people, at least for the price tags that he's been given. Sure. Um, he's still young, still improving. I noticed that he pulls out a striking range a little awkwardly sometimes. Um, some, just something to keep in notice. 
because Alex Perez is pretty good boxing. It's been a while. So he's very super untrustworthy. So who knows what he's what he's even doing? He also has good kicks. Remember he knocked out UCR Formiga with light kicks. Yeah. Um. Again, so long ago though. Like that was fucking 20, <laughs> 2020, dude. Like that was my first, literally first move to Florida. And like I hardly like Nunez Spencer, <laughs> that card. Um. But also has good submissions himself. The problem is he has five submission losses. He just puts himself in terrible spots. He'll leave his neck out on the line. His fight IQ isn't really good. Um, he does have that collegiate wrestling background, but again, I I don't know where his cardio is at. Five I, don't know, times. I don't know where his head's at. I think he's going to shoot a takedown and get guillotined. I got Muhammad Makayev by sub in this fight. I think he's going to make it, I think, what's that, what would that be, four in a row, four subs in a row? Um, yeah, so give me Makayev. Give me round three sub. Why not? Keep the trend going. Yeah. You going to take that on the card? Uh, not the round three. Um, just because I don't know Perez, I, I feel like he might not last that long. When he's been subbed uh, the last couple times, they've been early, man. He's He's been finished early pretty much every single time, Yeah, honestly, besides against Adam and Tolina. That was at the beginning of the second round by prayer choke, whatever that is. So uh, he might need a prayer to get out of a, a choke in this fight. Prayer choke? That's pretty fucking wild. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna go Mukayev submission as well, plus one fifty. I, I could, I just, I'd lo- I love. This is one of those bets where, like, I know, I think Mukayev's gonna win, but if Perez wins, I'll still be happy because I fucking hate Mukayev. So, I just hate how much sure. he complains on Twitter and cries and just always, you know, everyone's always being mean to him and you know this isn't fair and all. You guys are all bums, but I don't want to fight you. You know, it's and. Like, I hate when little guys talk shit on dudes who are, like, 170. Like, he does that from time to time. I don't know. Yeah. Just too much on Twitter. Any fighter, to be honest, that I see too much on Twitter who's being serious, who's not just, like, messing around, I don't like you. So, uh, Mukayev, uh, you know what I honestly I think it started is when he – was he arguing with Tim Elliott saying that somebody sent him, like like, desserts to his room? And they're like, hey, he's like, hey, dickhead, they sent that to every room. Like – you're a fucking moron. <laughs> I remember like seeing that tweet online, but yeah, like it's just stupid shit. Like it's always that. something in the flyweight division. Yeah, it's always oh those guys. On. Yeah, you guys are a bunch of. All right, so <laughs> if you if you know, you know. How about we're we're both coming Mukaya submission plus one fifty. How about Umar Nurmagomedov? That is that is that's right. That is the son of Habib. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't. What is his relation? Cousin. I, Cousin. Yeah, I mean they have fucking a million cousins, but he's it's fighting. True. A gentleman who we've never heard of before, before this uh, card happened. Uh, I remember seeing him get signed, and we were like, oh, shit. And then the first fight was against <laughs> Umar Nurmagomedov. We were like, yeah, ah, never yeah, mind. Good. <laughs> yeah, good luck, buddy. You're up against it, buddy. You, uh, The odds are what? Here, 1,100, uh, 1,200, 1,500. 1,300. Yeah, you can get, a, you can get it as high as uh, 1,600 if you really wanted to. If that's that's fucking nuts. Uh, Bekzat Almakan. Al- that's who he's fighting. Uh, he's he's plus four eight fifty from Kazakhstan, I believe. Right? Is, is he from? Uh, hello. Yeah. He is a Kuzik. <laughs> one one thirty one thirty five. He just got uh, coming off of a fight, and I think it was November against Jan Faraz, who is fifteen and five, fifteen and six now after that loss. That gentleman was five two. And that fight was at 125. So I wonder if this is not his nat- This is not his natural weight class, I guess. At 135, I think um, he's a, a small. Well, he's pretty big. He's he is five, pretty seven. big. That it seems he like kinda, that. He looks kind of jacked. Yeah, he does look kind of jacked. I don't think it's really going to matter here. I mean, Umar has shown <laughs> that he is head and shoulders well, above some of these guys. His one loss came at 135 to a fellow who's. I, I mean, you could probably say his name, uh, Sultan Zoldoshbek Ulu. He's Ooh. 19 and two. Maybe this guy should be in the UFC. Honestly, he looks like he looks to be pretty scary. Oh my um, god! Yeah, he's also from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan's got some scary Hello. people. This guy looks like he would have no problem wow, taking he's your fighting arm out off. of Nursultan, Kazakhstan. Yeah, Shout Nursultan, Nursultan. Ruzabev. <laughs> Ruzabev. Ruzboyev. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What I have noticed, this guy, um, he did get rocked. He did get dropped a couple times in the regional scene, and I think that, that knowing that alone is enough for me to want to take <laughs> Umar. By knockout, I don't know. I, yeah, that's the thing. W- w- what do we think? Because you know, his last night, his last fight, he absolutely eliminated <laughs> Ioni Barcelos in a way that none of us even thought. <laughs> we think, didn't even know what happened. 
I think it we both so had our, uh, either de- submission or decision, one of those two. And yeah. we were just like, oh, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just, he literally, shut, somebody turned his lights off mid-fight. Like, they shut the switch off, and he just, like, fell. God, and that was that it. Was I was so like, all right. He does have a bunch of chokes, a bunch of good head kicks. He's starting to strike more um, and use his striking. A lot of, like, a flashy kickboxer with grappling to fall back on, which is very scary. You know, something Habib and some of the other Russians don't have that kind of combination. Uh, did you see the Sean O'Malley story that he told of when he met Umar in the bathroom? No. He like met him in the bathroom at the fights, and then I guess I forget what their run-in was, but it was it was it was nothing like bad. Like apparently they they have respect for each other, uh, which is kind of <laughs> cool. Like uh, Umar said, uh, you know, all these guys are scared to fight me. I just want to, you know, hopefully get a top five fighter so I can then fight Sean O'Malley, who he predicts will. Smash Cheeto Vera. Wow. Um, big respect. Yeah. yeah big Very respect rare there. from those Russian guys. Uh, I know. That, that they, you know, are respectful. Especially if you, you know, encounter somebody like O'Malley, who's a big troll. But O'Malley said, I guess, later during the fight card, he saw Umar sleeping on um, Ali's shoulder during the fight. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> he said he said that happened. He thought it was the craziest thing ever. But um, yeah. I think Bexat is a pretty decent prospect, but this is just—I mean, I don't know how you can beat, yeah. beat this test. So, I mean, what, what are we doing here? What's our? We got to go with something. I think what sub, we, and the reason okay. I say that is because Bexat's got 13 KOs on his record. So, like, I think this man is all about throwing that hands. Yeah, like it seems like he's got what two submission victories and one submission loss. So, I think. It doesn't seem like that's uh, a strength of his, like a focus. And well, most on- most of Umar's fights in the UFC. I mean, how many times does he look to stand and trade and get a knockout? The Nate Maness decision. Nate Maness landed two strikes total. Umar controlled him for like yeah like 12, 11, 12 minutes of that fight, and then the other ones he went straight down takedown, and then the fight was over. One takedown, this fight's probably over. I, I, I like that. I'm gonna go Umar sub. And I think I think we're we're looking good on this. Yeah, plus one fifty. I kind I really like this to be honest, and uh, I think uh, the Barcelos fight was a little different because I think he respected Barcelo, or not even necessarily respected, but the grappling. Just, yeah, the grap like the grappling would be a little tricky, and I think he knew he had the advantage in the stand up. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's kind of you know cl- not cliche, but uh, you know you see Nurmagomedov and you're like, oh yeah, this guy's probably good. Now this guy is really fucking good. Like he, yeah, he's, he's nasty. He's on that level. He's not a. Uh, U- I wish he got that Sandhagen fight. Uh, isn't that the guy's name, Usman? Is he still Usman, fighting? He's in the. He's the champion over. Is he suspended fucking, though? Who did get suspended? That suspension should be lifted soon, I believe. I wonder what's going to happen with some of those. I mean, he's only twenty-five. I would love to see him in the UFC. He would never do it though, because uh, uh, Makachev's here. But I'd love to see some of these guys just get bring them all he, here. He's the younger Daddy brother Stan of Tango. Umar and a cousin of former. Okay, so these they, they're just so crazy. Usman is Umar's brother. Yeah, that's insane. That that is absolutely yeah. insane. But imagine going out the bar with like your boy or your brother, and you get a brother a brother brawl with the Usman Umar and Magomedov tandem. I think you're absolutely insane if you see these guys in public and want to fight. That that no matter what they said, I'd be like, hey guys, listen, I'm sorry, sorry brother, inshallah, we'll get out of here, all right? Uh, Umar and Usman versus Matt and James. What do we got? Oh my god, no, it's just I'm gonna, have, I'm calling the police, dude. That's yeah. As Hab- don't police, brother. As Habib famously said, we go to police, they go to hospital. So that's uh, if he ever sees Connor's team out in public. So that's terrifying. Uh, that is absolutely terrifying. I as well. I'm gonna go Umar. Uh, submission plus one fifty, I believe, is what the number we're getting at, and I think I love naked choke, baby. RNC. So, I also wanted to mention. Did you see the video? I uh, no, I, I I tagged you in it. That video of O'Malley uh, and and Tim acting like uh, <laughs> De La Hoya and Ryan Garcia <laughs> in back, dude. That shit. That was perfect. Me, it was so perfect because that's probably exactly what happened. Like, hey, you can. Do and now it, Devin brother. Haney. And Ryan Garcia are going back and forth. Uh, the, Ryan Garcia has a shirt of Diddy and Devin Haney together on a shirt, which, you know, the Diddy P- Meek Mill Usher dramas. Yeah, look it up. Google it. <laughs> what is going on in our world? What happened to our, our beloved North Philly rapper who was a, who has besmudged himself? Um, if that's even a word. But, um, and then Devin Haney besmirched. Yeah, besmudged, besmirched, besmudging. <laughs> you were close. Besmirched. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was a, word, a letter off. Um, and then Devin Haney made a shirt of Ryan Garcia dressed uh, kind of like how De La Hoya was that one oh, time he was in fishnets. That's good. <laughs> yeah, 
Ryan Garcia is very mean, but I think Devin Haney's going to put his lights out. But yeah, that goes. That's saying. for another another day. How about Matt Schnell, Steve Ursig? Matt Schnell. Now listen, Matt Schnell is responsible for one of the great uh, like comeback victories. I've what ever a seen comeback against Sumajari, right? Was that that was the? Yep. That was that he was, was like he he pretty much was about to be it was about to be stopped like three yep. times. And last time he fought, that was 2015. Doesn't seem like that long. Or 20, 2015. Jesus Christ. Oh 2020. God. That would have been wild. Like, I don't know what made me just say 15 because there's no 15 even on my screen. But 20, <laughs> he's fought since 2020. 2022. 2022. Oh, okay. I thought you said 2020 no, also. I'm fucking like, what the fuck did this guy last fight? No, I think uh, I was just so ready to say that if a if a light <laughs> breeze comes through the arena while, while he's yeah. fighting, he's going to be doing the chicken dance. Matt Schnell does not have a good chin whatsoever. And yep. Steve Ursaig, and listen, this guy is the decision king, it seems like, since he's joined the UFC. Uh, he's not real. Alessandro Costa, Costa, that, w- that was a tough matchup, but he kind of, you know, he survived, made it look easy. The Dvorak yeah. fight, Dvorak kind of ran from him. I thought he was going to get that finish at some point. He was hurting Dvorak in that fight. But, Ty, I, I think, what do we what, what do we do here bet-wise? Do we like, do we think it's a TKO situation or... Submission situation for Mr. Ursig. Ursig is minus 450, 400. He's a huge favorite against Matt That's Snell large. plus 300. So, well, what do you like here? I kind of like Ursig knockout. I know yeah. he only has one, but he kind of he has some pretty good striking. He hits kind of hard. I think he has a couple club and subs on his record, if I remember correctly, because he's pretty much a predominantly was or is a grappler. But um, he 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 just has he's very long. He's very long. Obviously, looks just like Robin Aaron. Um, but I think he has decent power, honestly, like solid striking all around good low kicks, good kicks all around mixes it in. Well, he actually has an amateur loss to Dennis Bondar, which sounds fake, but it happened. Um, yeah, I, let's see. We're going to arm triangle. Yeah. He has some amounts of guillotine. He has some good subs. Matt Schnell has been subbed twice. And, uh, one of the most kind of recent Roy Val guillotine him. I think he just shot for a, a sloppy shot. Uh, takedown. Tim Elliott also front front naked choked him. He didn't rear naked choke me. Front naked choked him. So that's pretty crazy I to do. Know, but I don't even know what that looks like. That's crazy. <laughs> Tim Elliott. He, he listen. Don't don't get on Tim Elliott's bad side. All right. You know what happens then. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Should we go Ursaig subs? Should we go Ursaig knockouts? Should we go Ursaig inside the distance? Is that even bettable? What's Ursaig inside think? the distance is minus one twenty five, so that I think that's not a bad number. And I know I've been trying to bet some of these minus, you know, trying like trying to be responsible. I, I'm just trying to see if Matt Schnell, you know, he's been knocked out four times, Ty, and yeah. you know he's been guillotined uh, by Brandon Royval. I could see that happening. Ursaig, like you said, he's got those nifty. It's funny because Schnell's a black belt, so it's like. I know. I think a lot of his like submission losses are just where he gets rocked and he's like, oh my god, and then he puts he's his cooked, hands on yeah. somebody and someone's like, yeah, here's your neck, okay, I'll take it. And yeah, they, I'll have it. And they just, yeah, you know, I think inside the distance is the safe bet here. Uh, I would love to bet one of those other ones, but I just don't know how it's going to happen. So uh, I'm going to go Ursig. Uh, I'm going to go Ursig inside the distance. I think it's a safe bet. Uh, I'm I'm done trying to go out there and win. You know, like I said, chip away. This is the chip away podcast. So. Ursaig inside the distance. What are you taking? Uh, same thing. All right. I like it. And now we keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Astro Boy inside the distance. That is the main card. Robin Aaron. Robin inside Aaron by inside the distance. We move on to the prelim section of the card. We have Eric, your boy, Anders versus Jamie Pickett. Jesus. Now it starts to get dirty, Roll ladies time. and gentlemen. We might not be spending too much time. On some of these fights, but uh, Eric Yaboy is a minus five hundred favorite, and I don't think you'll ever see that again against Jamie Pickett unless they <laughs> they lined him up against me. Jamie Pickett. Well, it's been a while since he lost to uh, you know Bo Nickel. That was uh, all the way in last year, but he did have a loss in the middle of that to the the, the Big Yins. Who he's not his name anymore. That's that was my favorite nickname in all of MMA. R.I.P. Josh Fram. Well, he's still alive, but the nickname is dead. <laughs> you you are right. <laughs> Let's. Uh, what do you like anything here? I mean, is is Eric your boy Anders even bettable here? Because uh, I, I think he wins, but I don't. I don't. I don't trust him to like get him out of there or anything like that. Well, his last winning night, he got uh, Kyle Dawkins out of there, so at least he showed that. Um, he also got a takedown too. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can even bet on this. I mean, he's getting older, but he's still pretty active. Former D1 athlete, like I said, rolled, rolled tied. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what, um, I mean, Pickett, I, truly, truly, uh, this is win or go home. He's lost four in a row. He's been finished in three of them, uh, I think, twice in the first round. I mean, getting knocked out by Dennis Tolulin is, uh, and, and Jordan Wright, pretty, and, and losing a decision to, to, to Fon and Chukwe, yeah, he doesn't even have good losses, really. So no. <laughs> his only two wins are decisions against Joseph Holmes and Laureano Staropoli, uh, my cousin, and Joseph Ugly Man Holmes, who um, is still not having any success. I, I believe he just uh, he just had a canceled fight. His only win was against Alan Amadovsky. So that just shows you how low some of these guys at middleweight are. Uh, he's been knocked out twice. He's mainly been sub- sub- uh, submitted. Um, do we think Eric Andrews gets a second career sub? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a decision. Maybe it's a knockout. Either way, I have no idea. And so I'm just going to stay away. But I, I guess I would, I would go Andrews knockout, ground and pound, or something. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from this as well. Uh, and I probably would bet TKO. Uh, what is the number for TKO, though? If it's really fat, I might have to bet it. Uh, Anders, inside the distance, is plus 130. Holy shit. Uh, TK, he should kill him, shouldn't he? I mean... Uh, Jamie yeah. Pickett has been finished in six of his losses. Six of his ten losses. He's got ten losses. Pickett, to get knocked out, is plus 280 on FanDuel. No, I'm sorry, on Bet Rivers and Unibet. So I'm going to go Hunter's TKO. I, this is a bad oh. bet. This is a bad bet, but the yeah. number's there. Uh, I, I need to step out of, out of my shell every once in a while. 280. I don't even know if that's a, a correct line. It's on here. I don't know why they would put it on here if it wasn't correct. But Anders, TKO plus 280, and we keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not waste too much time on Mr. Pickett. How about Vinicius, Vin- Vinicius, Vinicius, Meniscus Oliveira is getting in there against Bernardo Sopaj, the Lion King. Is that how you say his name? Is, is, um, is that turned into an I? I don't know. I, you know, I never, I never know. Stockholm, yes. Sweden. Sopai. Yeah, tra- tra- Sopai. Yeah, sorry. He's he's uh, Albanian, but he's training at Stock Stockholm at TriStar or All Stars, I guess it's called, um, in Stockholm, Sweden. He's pretty good, dude. I like him. You don't like uh, this Oliveira guy, if I remember correctly, right? Or yeah, no. Uh, not, no. not a fan of. I mean, he's he's good, Loke dog. He's good. He he just he just keeps his hands down. That's what yeah. he does, and I don't like. He's been knocked out a couple times. Ali Talib, uh, Taleb, I think was a big underdog in that fight in the UAE, whatever UAE Warriors card, and he he knocked him out um, in the third round because I don't think this guy has good cardio either. Vinicius Oliveira, he he does hit hard. He is quick. He has some good um, some good um, things about him, right? Very exciting to watch. I think he's, you know, he's got that kill or be killed style. Like I said, been KO three times. Um, just fights with his hands down. And I, I, long arms, sure. So, you know, he makes it work. But I like the Sopai guy, dude. He's a powerful striker, pushes a heavy pace, mixes in takedowns, good cardio. He was supposed to f- defend his uh, AFN title next week. So he's, you know, taking this fight on short notice, but he was prepared. He was in camp. Uh, pretty good kicking game. He's been dropped. I've seen before mid kick. But he also has, uh, I believe he has a head kick knockout and a low kick knockout. If I'm reading, if I remember that correctly. Yes, I do. Yes, I am. <laughs> Hold on. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he was the champion at AFN, which I believe is All-Star, All-Stars Fight Night, I believe. So, you know, he's, the problem is he's young. He's lost some decisions. So I'm not sure about his, you know, general fight IQ or maybe his cardio isn't that great when you get into the third round because he has a lot of early finishes. But again, he, he does have a couple late finishes. I just, I, I like his boxing. I like his boxing a lot. He fucking face planted this dude, Julian Pierre Lopez, straight. It was kind of like a, I want to say Taporia esque, but it was a pullback right and just straight smashed him to dirt. And then, um, I just I could see a lot of openings for Oliveira to get hit, and like I said, he's been knocked out. This guy has been knocked out. He's lost close decisions to pretty good fighters. Francesco Nuzzi, my other cousin, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He might get a UFC contract in the near future. Alexei Shaposhnikov, he I think is only nine and four, but a pretty decent, tough Russian guy. So I like Sopai here. There's this, you know, we don't we don't know, we don't know. I, it's it's easy to say he knocked out Giovanni Vargas and and some of these other guys that aren't great. 
But again, I'm not big on Oliveira. So maybe under, maybe under is the, the, the right play, like under a half round or under one round. Under one but and a half s- rounds is plus 104. Oh, I like that. Should I do a double dip? Because I think I'm going to take, uh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Hold on. So you said under one and a half is plus 105. I see. Yeah. Um, I don't see any props readily available for this fight. Probably because it just got made. I would love to take Sopi not uh, inside the uh, TKO. Yeah, I can get. Let me see what you got here. Sopi TKO. You got to call your guy. Plus two twenty five. Yeah, I just called my guy. He just gave me plus two twenty five. I'm going to take Sopi TKO, and I'm going to take under one and a half. Okay. Wow. I think I'm. I think did I hit a double dip last week? I did. All right. So I, I, at least I didn't. I'm not completely fucked in the double dip last um, week. I had. Um, I what's his name. Ribeiro, he yeah. got knocked out instead, but at least I had under a half a round. Which hit, he did so. hit the one half, yeah, the half of it, which you actually made money on that, but who's counting? Yeah, so, hand? not me. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm going to go Sopai. I think Oliveira, again, he just, he really wants, he, he begs to get knocked out, so let's give it to him. Plus 225. I'm going to take that as well. Plus 225, the TKO. I've uh, heard good things about the Sopai kid, too. So yeah, and He's only 23, but... Like, I'm going to count on this guy's grappling, you know, since he's Brazilian, being, you know, at least serviceable. He's never been submitted. He's only got two submissions. Seems like he just... If I remember that, like, he just pulls some nonsense in the cage sometimes where you're just like, dude, what are you... Like, he... Like, like Dana loved him. Like, you know, he was all a showman and all that shit. But he's just—he's gonna learn very quickly what happens when you fuck around in the cage in the UFC. So I'm gonna go 225 TKO, and we keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen, to the next fight on the card, which is Javid Basharat. Wow, the Basharats. You—you you know, you go a couple weeks, you can always find a Basharat fighting in the UFC. A no contest the last time out, which was in October. Uh, I believe yeah. Victor Henry's nuts hospital. exploded the night of the Makachev Volkanovski. <laughs> did Bosch, Bosch Rod say he was faking it? Yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> Poor guy. He's yeah, like, Yo, I'm in the fucking hospital. You yeah, what a dick. So he's shit. fighting Eamon Zahabi. I know you have said before that you think Eamon Zahabi was going to be the next GSP. He was the next uh, Truth of Canada. He fought. I hate Eamon Zahabi. Ar- Arichi Lang, I believe. The Mongolian murderer took yeah, a W off fucked. him. Yeah, he knocked him out in a minute. I had a Richie Lang in that fight. Yes. I was like, "Where, where's this coming from? Just knocking dudes out in minutes." Well, he knocked out Big Draco. Yeah, that guy. Whatever happened to Big Draco? Draco's seven and four right now. He's bare knuckle boxing oh, and he's boy. and he's one and zero. Oh. He's wow. in BKFC. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Oh, oh God, he's in BKFC. Yeah, he's um he beat Will shit. Oh, Will shut. Sorry. Um, he actually lost. A couple more times after, yeah, he lost to uh, Chris Lencioni in B two fighting series. Oh my god! When did that? When did Chris Lencioni go there from Bellator? <laughs> well, Bellator kind of folded up shop, so I think everyone was just kind of <laughs> free to go as they please. How about? I can't find the. Oh, here we go. Plus five or plus? I'm oh, sorry, plus six hundred for Eamon Zahabi. Javi <laughs> Bostrot's minus eight hundred, nine hundred. Uh. I don't know what I like here. I mean, I think this might be a stay-away spot because the thing with Bostrad is he's all over the place with his finishes. Like, five TKOs, five or six submissions, three decisions. And if you look at Zahabi, he's only got two losses. But uh, what are they? One's by knockout, one's by decision. And one of them was yeah. a spinning back elbow by uh, Ricardo that Hamos. Cool. That was crazy. So, uh, Ty, unless you convince me, I don't know if I really want to bet this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Joffin, three decisions, Gravely, Trevin Jones, Matuz, Madonsa. I feel like he should have finished one of those, you know? Um, and even the guy he finished on the contender series, that dude was an absolute fraud can. Uh, Oran Kalan, the the fucking Israeli fella. Uh, I think he was undefeated and then he he lost his next two fights and then he won two. Um, and he, he took, it took him till the end of the third round to even sub him. So, um, I don't love Zahabi. At all, and I don't know what his. I mean, he's thirty six. I think he turns thirty seven soon. So, uh, no, he just turned thirty six. So, yeah, I, I guess the play would probably. I, I, I don't, I don't see anything. I think Bashrat decision is a pretty good play, but yeah, you know, even then, I do like. I think Bashrat's very well rounded. You know, I think he can be hit. So that's kind of you know he wants to improve his striking for sure. And I think he is a slow starter. So I think there's going to be a lot of minutes and time part parts of this fight that are kind of, uh, you know, non, 
active, if you will, on both sides. So yeah, I guess that's that's probably the play, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet anything. I'm staying away as well. How about Christian Leroy Duncan, Claudia Ribeiro? Christian Leroy coming off of I think a loss, right? Was that or no he won. Okay, the no, before won, that was did, the loss to Petrosian, yeah, uh, which was not good. Fraud checked. Yeah, Tallulah, if you need a get-right fight, that's the uh, ultimate get-right fight. Just get him in there. Let, let him knock that guy out. Ribeiro, he's coming off of a loss. To, yeah, that's right. Roman Kopilov kicked his head into the, into the third row. That was yeah. tough. Uh, Abdul Razak Ahasan uh, separated him from his consciousness. So that, it's been a, you know, and he, and he knocked out the uh, the uh, ugly man. So Joseph Holmes. Uh, what is Joseph Holmes doing these days? Is he still in the UFC? I think UPS uh, was oh, running come a special. On. I thought I saw him in the commercial. Come on. <laughs> no, he is not in the UFC. He had a uh, fight scheduled in AKA, but he had to pull out Damn. because of a neck injury. So that's not good. Hope everything is all right with Mr. Ugly Man. So Claudio Ribeiro, though, he has been knocked out twice and submitted once. Does has no submissions on his record. I don't think you'll have to worry about that in this one. I think this is going to be strictly a stand-up affair. I don't really like Christian Leroy Duncan's game, though. Uh, it's he he's good. He has the capabilities to hurt people, but I don't know. I just the Petrosian fight kind of opened my eyes. But I don't and like Ribeiro is not that guy, though. You're not that guy, pal. And I don't think Ribeiro is that that guy. You know, <clears throat> I, I don't think he's that good. Yeah. So. I think I'm going to probably take Leroy Duncan uh, TKO, but I don't know if that's really a good number. I never even gave you the odds. We have minus 300, 310 for Mr. Leroy Duncan. Ribeiro, you can get him at plus 250. Uh, TKO is minus 110. I'm going to take that. Leroy Duncan. CLD. They have 19 combined finishes, uh, only one by submission. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a standing stand and bang. I think they're going to bang hard this weekend. Uh, the, the thing about Duncan, I'm not sure if he can cover these big price tags without a knockout, but I think this is a very good spot for yeah. that early knockout. I think it does have to be early, too. He's He seems to be very low volume despite he throws like flashy strikes and flashy combos. Uh, strong in the clinch, but doesn't do much with it. So and I think he can be exposed more. But yeah. Now, his movement style is like, uh, like the, that McGregor kind of where you're hopping the whole time, but that takes a lot yeah. of energy. Yeah, and also, you know, Connor would throw volume out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Connor wasn't a low volume guy despite getting a lot of early finishes. CLD needs the early finishes, but you know, Ribeiro swings hard, just very sloppy. He also has good low kicks. So maybe that could be a uh, deciding factor to kind of mitigate the movement of CLD, but I'm going to go CLD by TKO. I think Ribeiro, I, you know, he's just been knocked out multiple times and his, his wins are very low level. So, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this. CLD, TKO minus 110, and we move on to the next fight on the card, which is Ludovic Klein. Wow. Alaska's own. No, I'm just kidding. Is he, he actually is Alaska, right? Doesn't he fight out of Alaska? I think he's from there, yeah. I think he's from the Alaskan fight scene. I think he's the one guy to beat the curse, if you will. I'm pretty sure we talked about that, yeah, because he, he beat Bahamondes, and we were like, holy shit. Maybe I got him. I think I might have him mixed. I don't know, though. I don't know, because didn't he fight uh, Trezano and he lost? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, that Lubitsch climb. He's fighting AJ Cunningham. If you want to learn about his story, look him up. It's kind of fucked up. It's kind of actually really fucked up. Steven Nguyen beat the fucking dog shit out of him on the Contender Series. And then he came back. He beat a guy who was 8-10. and 10, uh, And then the UFC just gave him a fight here against Ludwig Klein, where he is a huge, huge underdog. Uh, what what is, what is the odds here? I'm pretty sure I had it right here. Minus wow. 900, 1,000 for Ludovic Klein. AJ Cunningham plus 600, 625. I don't think I'll ever be able to bet something like this, so I'm staying away. Yeah, Klein hasn't had a, a knockout in, a, in some time since it was Shane Young, and he missed weight for that fight. Um, I think that was his first UFC fight, and since then, yeah, I, I, he is undefeated since moving up to 155, but he hasn't finished any of these guys. Uh, majority draw with Jai Herbert, even though I thought he won that. Yeah. Uh, was supposed to fight Joel Alvarez, so big step down in competition going from Alvarez to AJ Cunningham. If you ever seen a picture of Ludovic Klein on Instagram, go look. He looks to be in awesome physical shape with you know a world renowned trainer at his uh, at his side. So that's good. Um, Ludovic Klein has this patented head kick that he likes to throw and land very well. I think he's going to do it and land. And I think AJ Cunningham. Hopefully, he's not on the dog food, the actual dog food that is. Um, Come on. Trains with Bright's <laughs> stepping on a short notice also. Like I mean, what's what's Bryce Mitchell gonna have for him 
that's going to make him figure this out. I don't know. Maybe he's going to have to bury the hatchet with his with his dad. But um, this is tough. I mean, dude, going from getting absolutely smoked on the Contender Series by a good fighter. I like Stephen Wynn. I think we both saw that. He, I don't think he's made his UFC debut yet, though. No, he's going to fight Jarno Aaron's uh, later this month. So that's good. We'll see him get his get his debut against somebody we don't rate highly in Jarno Aaron. So that's good. But even if Stephen Wynn was a good prospect, or it turns out to be a very good prospect, <laughs> that was just a, an absolute mauling. And like he was landing some shots, cutting in, but there was a lot of slapping and like not a lot of full no, force behind it, you know? Yeah, and he's got that tall man's defense. Um, he's just very not good. I mean, he went to the body lot. That's something he was doing that was good, but he that, that's it. Like he was he was pretty much body hung, which is kind of weird. Um, I don't think he belongs in the UFC, period. And Ludovic Klein is, I mean, he just beat, you know, pace, outpaced Ignacio Bahamandes on the feet and on the ground. Like, that's very impressive. We, I know you and I both like Bahamandes as, as a game. Yeah. Um, he knocked down and hurt Mason Jones, uh, did very well against Devontae Smith. Like, you know, these were or are decent fighters that he's beaten or at least gone to a draw with. The late Nate Landwehr fight was rough, but that was at 145. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have any odds here. I, I don't know what his knockout would be. I guess it's minus one fifteen. Damn, I'm taking it. Well, I, I wonder what his sub is. Does he have uh, subs? He has Klein subs? Does he have subs? plus four fifty. The only thing that stopped me from betting that was that AJ Cunningham has never been subbed, and also Trains with has, has four submissions himself. So like that, it seems all like... these subs for uh, Klein were early in his career. So yeah, I like TKO. I think we should lock that in. All right, TKO head, minus one fifteen. I Call wish you could shot. bet specific, like, yeah. Then, but then it would piss me off if I didn't get that actual like that. They were like, "No, no, sorry, he landed the ground and pound after, so it's technically ground and pound." You're like, "Oh, fuck off, man! That's bullshit." Like, you you know people who bet like the um, well, I don't know if you you guys do this shit down in Florida, but like all, people around here all betting the uh, like method. The first bu- first bucket methods around here for uh, yeah. NBA, and it's like if they the guy shoots a mid ranger or like it, oh no they counted it as a layup because it was a floater. It's like what like I'm like I don't know how you people do this shit because I would want to fucking blow my brains out if I was losing bets on like some guy in Fanduel going mm, nah I don't think so. So <laughs> how about Luke Rajabov, the Tajik tank? Whoa, how about when's the last time we saw him? Was that Rebecca? Oh my god. I got shelled. <laughs> Shellac. That's fucked. right. Yeah. That was hard and feathered. Yeah, that was a little bit ago. He's fighting Al Zawadi. Abdul Karim Al Zawadi, the pride of Palestine. So wonder if the any political statements will be made this weekend. Who knows? Hopefully. Uh, I always Hopefully. love that kind of shit. Yeah, that'd be sick. Also, they're going through it. I just saw some latest news. Yeah, it's and not. It's just, it's, it's fucked. <laughs> it's really fucked. I'm laughing just because of like some of the nature of it is just insanely fucked. Yeah, no, like, it's you not... know, the one country saying, "Hey, uh, you know, we're gonna give you some food," and then they get in line for food and they just gun them all down. Yeah, it's that's like, Jesus Christ. That, it's a whole other yeah, like that. The whole that side of the world is just there is some fucked up shit happening, man. Yeah. I really. Uh, but Mister, <laughs> on another note, <laughs> as we talk about <laughs> betting on these guys fighting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Al Zawadi is a minus one eighty favorite to Loik. Uh, is his plus one fifty? Do you know anything about Mister uh, Al Zawadi other than his? Uh, you know, he, he's this contender series fight against George Hardwick. Yeah, dude, he was a big, big underdog against George Hardwick, and Hardwick looked like shit. Honestly, I feel like he might come back. Yeah, I think he was a, the double champion cage warrior, so I think he will be back. It was just a bad fight. Yeah, Zawadi's short, stocky. He's got good ground and pound, good forward pressure, good low kicks. Very active, just throws a lot at you. He, he he just seems like he's kind of easy to be hit, and he has been he has been knocked out multiple times. He has been hurt multiple times, but he also kind of trains at Fortis, so you know he's definitely making improvements. Um, he has a loss to Miao Santiago, who's pretty good, who also lost to BSD. Um, and ever since I watched that fight, I was like, nah, I don't you know, I don't know how I feel about <coughs> about El Sawadi, and then. I just think he's been making some uh, some steady improvements. Honestly, he's won what one, two, three, four, five in a row. Some of them were, you know, not the best competition, but he beat the show at Jake Sebastian fella. And uh, I just don't know about Rosabov's uh, cardio. I mean, 
you know, he looked really bad in his last fight. He's been dropped three times in his last two fights. I don't think he has the striking or the cardio, really. He does have the wrestling number. He took Rebovich down like 11 times. Yeah. I just don't know if that's going to be enough. El Sawadi seems to have some good wrestling. He has a couple submission wins, not you know, only two, um, but he's never been submitted. And I think his takedown defense, if I remember correctly, is pretty good. I think he took George Hardwick down also um, on the Contender Series. So, um, I don't know, man. I feel like this is a pretty good spot for an underdog, but I don't know if I tr- if I trust Loic after that last fight. Um, yeah, I'm staying away. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stay away. I do like Al Sawadi. I don't love him. Uh, been knocked out a couple times. the The thing about him, he's been knocked out like bad, like yeah. brutally. Miao Santiago spinning back elbowed him out cold. Dumar Roa hit him with a knee that just fucking sent him sent him into a different dimension. And uh, early on in his career, he also got knocked out badly. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something like that just doesn't go away. But again, being at Fortis, he's only 28. He's pretty jacked. Fighting out. He was born in Baton Rouge. Shout out to get, shout out them Tigers. But um, yeah, I'm going to stay away. Uh, whatever happened to Eagle FC? They just fold up? Uh, I, I, no, <laughs> I don't think they folded up. I think they're still around. I, I, they haven't ran a fight since. 23 I think yeah they might have, they, they might have folded up might it might have been time just to fold up you know to get out of there and their main event ended in a no contest so that's how they that's how they went out that's uh, that's sad not really though I don't care uh what what yeah what was the what was it a Oh my god! No Who idea. the fuck are these guys? Yeah, all right. What am I talking about? That is UFC Vegas '88, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from the UFC Apex in Las Ooh. Vegas. Love going there. Uh, I, I actually am excited for this card just from the fact that I'll be home by myself all weekend, chilling. You know, just watching the fights. And it's a one o'clock. Yeah, like it's a one o'clock start, so I can get drinking early. You know, um, I got to I got to ref some basketball early in the day. You know, I think I'll miss the first fight live, and then I'll come home and I'll be ready to go for the whole card, and then I'll have to do nothing until later on at night. So, there you go. What a great enjoy the fights, ladies and gentlemen. I, I am excited. I know everyone out there is excited. There is a lot of undefeated fighters on this card, so I guess you know someone's oh my, he's already got to go. Yeah. So we'll see. Also, see. boxing. Uh, there's a, I think it's going to be on ESPN Plus on Saturday. Also in the daytime, it's in New York. A daytime Saturday boxing card, top rank on ESPN. Ray Ford, I believe that is the um, the Camden, New Jersey fellow. Oh Ray wow, the Savage Ford. Yeah, he's yeah he's five seven, fighting at one twenty six. This is for the WBA World Featherweight Belt. He's fighting Odebek Kolmatov. He is also undefeated, fighting out of I believe Uzbekistan. Assholes Uzbekistan. Hello, so that's going to be the, hello. This is going to be the main event uh, from the Turning Stone Resort and Casino venue. I know you've been there before. Luis Alberto Lopez will be in the co-main event. Uh, that's also going to be at 126. Maybe it's a uh, setup fight. He's won a bunch of fights in a row. Joe Gonzalez, Mick Conlon, Josh Warrington, Jason Vargas. He's been some good fighters. So um, we'll see if he can beat Raya Abe, who is one of the better um, Japanese boxers at the lower weight class. He's, Japanese boxing is coming on strong, so you got to watch out for those guys. Uh, his last one, Kiko Martinez. Um, he's okay. I, he's probably going to get smoked here, but I'm, I'm excited to see the main event, Ray Ford. Representing Cam New Jersey, hopefully can win a belt here at 126. It's a pretty good division. Naya Inouye is floating around those divisions. So if you can uh, get your name on the map, he, he can possibly get some super fights. And Ray Ford, I believe, I believe is only like 25. So if you're, that, that's going to take place around the same time as the UFC card. So it's going to be a you know, conflict of interest, but it's also on ESPN+. Plus, so there's that um, if you are not doing anything. Amanda Serrano fights Saturday night on DAZN. Uh, I don't think there's really anything else going on. So if you want to watch Jake Paul fight Ryan Borland, the Rhino, he is 17 and two. So that's good, right? It's better than his, better than all of his other opponents, I guess. You know, it's just I don't know how much better. It's very slow steps, but I'm kind of happy he's doing this in, in a way. Um, this guy's 35, kind of doesn't you know doesn't look like he's uh, in the best physical shape or the the, the most athletic fighter, and he hasn't fought in a couple years, so you know. Maybe Jake Paul gets an easy knockout, but um, either way, that's going to be on 7 o'clock at night. Okay, I was going to ask you what time that was going to be on. So that's sick. It's probably right after the UFC. We'll be, at least I'll have something It'll be to watch in, that night. 
Yeah, it'll be in Puerto Rico, Amanda Serrano's hometown, so she'll she'll get a uh, probably a a nice ovation. Um, she hasn't lost since Katie Taylor, so hopefully they can run that back. She's fighting Nina Nina Mikey, Mikey, a uh, a German fellow, German fellow, a German lady who um, who has some wins and some losses. Hey, Jake Paul's gonna kill that guy. I think so. I mean, he's a big favorite. This guy, I mean, Ryan Borland, he looks like he uh, he's recovering from something. Um, <laughs> Drugs, dude, or what? What we got? Something. I don't know. Maybe a heartbreak. He's been off for a while. He looks sad, but um, he's the rhino, so maybe he gets it done. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That <laughs> is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, the boxing edition. The final five minutes, right there. You, everything you need to know in the sports world and the MMA world. You come here to the Hot Take Hot Box and to the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, and we will give you. What you need, ladies and gentlemen. So my name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Tyke Bone. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, please make sure to give a call to your loved ones. Tell them you love them every once in a while, even not for you know anything negative. Just you know, spread some love to the people in your life this weekend and enjoy the fights. Have a great weekend.